This is Pesht Pods, Tales from Danubia and Beyond. I'm Mark McCaffrey. In this episode of our grand experiment to interview young people in Central Europe about their experiences and views of the world, we speak with 25-year-old Junyushi Emesher, who has been studying to become a sustainable agriculture expert and is very interested in education. As we will learn, her life has taken a recent turn. Okay, so my name is Jenga Shiamisha, and I'm 24 years old. Well, unfortunately, already 25. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about this. And uh, I graduated in 2014 uh, in Cthulhu. I studied agriculture engineering, but I have uh, I have never worked in my field or like my, my profession. So now I'm searching for a job, which is kind of relevant to my studies, but it's not a problem if uh, it's not agriculture, but something about like environment, as you know, and uh, something which uh, takes. Uh, when I have to be more productive, I have to think not just you know typing uh, the words and using databases and stuff. Something which is creative. So nothing special. Now I'm searching. <laughs> Do you have a sense of? Uh some of the dreams that you have for the future in terms of where would you like to be in five years, uh, in ten yeah. years? <laughs> That's not an easy question. I mean, not easy to answer because I had some imaginations about my future before, but look, many things changed. So now I'm trying to find a possibility, whatever it is, which I like. So I don't really have uh, an imagination what I want to be because I think... Uh, it, it's not so easy to achieve something if you picture it and you want to focus on that. It's easier to take a possibility and get the most out of it. So I'm like this, basically. So I, I know which field I want to work in, so I'm trying to take those possibilities. But And specifically, what would be your, like your dream job? My dream job uh, is connected to education. <laughs> yeah, actually, now I have a bit different... Uh, situation because now I have a boyfriend who is not Hungarian so I have to have as I told you him a lot about administrative stuff and mm-hmm. how to deal because actually he's a refugee here oh really where's he from originally he's from Syria ah, wow. so yeah it's not yeah. easy it's not easy did you meet him here in yes in here in Hungary yeah it was, it was strange you may know about migration aid civil group mm-hmm. you know that oh, when I was uh, in summer after coming back from Turkey you know I was in Turkey mm-hmm. until May and I came back home uh, and I wanted to do something volunteer stuff because in Turkey I was a volunteer and I didn't have a job when I came back so I was like okay while I'm searching for a job I do want to do some volunteer work again so I knew about this uh, migration crisis because I've seen it in Turkey evolving because they were not here by that time. Right. So did you see any of the refugee camps? Or oh, you of just... course. And many, many Syrian people. So yeah. actually I was uh, living in South Turkey. Oh, there's like three million Syrian no, people. No, or... not, not, not yeah, three, right. not three, it's too much. Yeah, okay. Two and something. I think in, in the refugee camps, yeah, two million something. That's mm-hmm. still a lot of people. Yeah, it's a lot of people, yeah. Because um, the population of Turkey is 70-something million. Mm-hmm. But yeah, two, three is a lot. Especially imagine that in Hungary we are 10 million. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's almost... Wow. This yeah. is quite a story. Yes, but when I was there between March and May, they were everywhere, but Hungary had no idea about this. Yeah. But when I came back, they started to come, mm-hmm. slowly at the beginning, mm-hmm. but in July, 
it was like um, I didn't know thousands of people every day seriously mm-hmm. uh, so I decided to help them because I've seen the conditions in Turkey so, and also I can imagine how hard it can be for them and also I know a lot of stuff about what happens through my friends Turkish mm-hmm. friends Kurdish friends also mm-hmm. so yeah they know what happens there so I felt sorry for these people I wanted to help them And I started to work in August immigration aid. So I became a group leader, kind of, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> how is it called? Um, I don't know what was, uh, what was the name of, what was my title, but my job was yeah. uh, to organize. This is a, totally as a volunteer. Of course, of yeah. course, totally volunteer. Every single day I woke up around four o'clock or something and went yeah, went to the train station at five mm-hmm. o'clock mm-hmm. because the refugees arrived by train. Mm-hmm. But you know, those people the, did not tell them anything because yeah. everyone hated them. So no, no. they didn't even know that it was the terminal station or not, what happens where they are. So I just went to the train station with a bandage somewhere here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it said that, okay, I'm a helper. And I, I just... I and my friends, of course, we were four, usually in the morning, for 170 refugees, four girls. <laughs> so it wow. was strange, yes, for women, let's say that, okay? Yeah, I was the youngest yeah, one. Yeah. And, yeah, we had to wake up the people in the train. They were sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. and everywhere on the, on the chairs. So, hey, wake up, it's terminal station. We are close to Budapest. Mm-hmm. Actually, we were in Budapest, but if you say them that you are in Budapest, they will just spread everywhere because they want to get out of the country as soon as possible. Yeah. But it was not good for them because if they spread, they will get lost. Right, exactly. So it's not good. And their papers will expire, which means that they will be sent, not to jail, but... It's Detention not... camp, yeah. Yes. There's a camp in Debrecen. And... Debrecen, yes, yeah. and Vamos Sabadi. So, yeah. The point is that, that I work like 10 hours sometimes a day, sometimes mm. just six. Uh, but uh, I met my boyfriend there because he was a translator, an Arabic and English translator. He doesn't know Hungarian, of course. And he's also a refugee. I didn't know that by the time. So when I first met him, I thought he is a refugee. So I wanted to tell him, oh, go out of the country, how, and yeah, help yeah, with yeah. the papers. And he was like, hey, I'm a translator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I feel so embarrassed. Well, <laughs> that's a good way to introduce. Yes, yes. Yeah. And after that, I just didn't want to see him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my God, I have to avoid this person. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. so embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, but he was laughing, of course, because he looked like the other people. Mm-hmm. It's normal. How long had he, had he been here? Uh, he's here since March last year. Okay. But he came by plane, so before, oh. yeah, before this. From Turkey to here. Yes, yes. And so he had papers. Everything, everything. So, so did he immigrate here? Mm-hmm. Yes, he has uh, this um, refugee. I don't know how to say what something for 10 years. Okay, so my understanding is that that uh, Hungary has the second largest number of refugees per capita mm-hmm. of, of any country in the EU. In, yes, in other yes. words, for its size, yeah. other than Sweden, it has the highest number. It's like 200,000 people, know the numbers. something like that, that yes. have applied for, yes. if not residency, at least some status. Yes, status. That was yeah. the word I was searching for. So he has the refugee status for mm-hmm. 10 years now. But his situation was different, totally. Why didn't he want to go on to Germany or somewhere oh, else? Oh, because his uncle is living here. Oh. So because his uncle has Hungarian wife, uh-huh. and they are living here 
for 10 years or something oh, like this. So that's why he came in the first place? Uh, of course, because he knows some, already knew someone yeah. here. Because they met in Syria like every year once or something because mm -hmm. the uncle visited Syria. But now he had to choose where to come. And of course he said, I come to Hungary because my uncle's here. So the, this was the reason. And yeah, of course he knew about this crisis and what people will come. So he oh. automatically, after he came here, he automatically joined Migration Aid to help his people. Because, you know, for him it's different. He feels it so much. He knows what's happening mm -hmm. out in Syria. Also, he showed me many videos. It's horrible. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, if you see it on the news, you cannot imagine but the stories he told me. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. You have no idea what these people go through yeah. until yeah. you... Here's some personal yeah. stories or something. Yeah, but it's it's a little like people don't really want to know about climate change because it's so overwhelming. Yes. And the same, I think, with the, kind of same. a lot of this, it's like denial yes. Yes, exactly. kicks in because it's like, oh, my God, I, I can't do anything about this. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's better not to talk about it, not yeah. to watch the news. So you feel like it's not existing mm -hmm. because, you know, uh, after this big crisis, I mean, let's say that that when those many people in summer came here and after it was broke, I don't know how to say it, by uh, government, so people cannot see the refugees here mm -hmm. in the capital. So mm -hmm. actually they think they, oh, it stopped, they're yeah, not here the anymore. problem solved. Yeah, it's something like, <laughs> of course it's not solved, but no one sees them. Yeah. So people are like this, oh, fine. Yeah. I can, I don't know, eat in my restaurant peacefully because I remember that some volunteers came to us to have, but you know, usually with money and clothes, it, they, they were very, very nice. Mm -hmm. But I also remember when one person told us that she's so happy that now she doesn't have to give this, not because she doesn't want to, but she feels like that we had a, uh, we did a great job and the government did a great job because she cannot see these mm -hmm. refugees and she hopes that they are in a good place now and mm -hmm. everything. So, what did your mother and your friends think about you having a Syrian boyfriend? Uh, yeah, my mother is very loyal and actually she met him once mm -hmm. and she was amazed because he's, he's you know, a university student here. He's doing his oh, master, good. yes, because he has a degree in law, basic, mm -hmm. I mean a bachelor degree in law. And now he's learning international business law here, a master degree. Wow. So, yeah, of course, it's uh, important for my mother that he's a kind of intelligent person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's and not very a, kind. And not a terrorist. And not a terrorist, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, of course, he looks different, so that's normal. I don't even, uh, I'm not brave enough to tell this to my grandmother, uh -huh. because she's, you know, 77, and she's afraid of Arabic people. Like, oh my God, everyone's terrorist and bombs, yeah, and I don't yeah. know watching the news every day yeah. I, I don't think she could understand yeah. but my friends they know him and my mother knows him mm -hmm. so everyone actually loves him because he's very kind and very respectful with everyone mm -hmm. and people see it so it's important yeah. for the first uh, they were like are you sure about this <laughs> but yeah. after meeting him they were like okay okay i'm happy yeah yeah, yeah. Not easy. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's learning Hungarian every single day. He has lesson, Hungarian lesson, one and a half hours. That's what it takes. My wife and I have taken a few classes, and it's hard to stay motivated, you know? I know. It's very, very 
complicated language. Oh uh, yeah. It's difficult. Almost he also impossible. has difficult. <laughs> no, it's not impossible, really. I have Turkish friends who learned Hungarian in one year by himself without teachers. Of course, he wanted it, and yeah. maybe he has kind of skills in language learning. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but he's also trying. He's, the point is that he's not afraid to talk Hungarian. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care about the mistakes. Good. Okay, and good. this is the most important thing. But if you're afraid to talk, you won't learn. If you don't mistake, you don't make mistakes, you won't learn. So he's trying. And he's also learning English. His English is not perfect, good but not perfect, of course. And uh, he's taking English lessons and goes to university and Hungarian lessons every day and driver license because even if he has a driver license and he was, I don't know, he has it for 10 years or something like that, it's not okay here in Hungary. So right. he has to make an other yeah. exam and yeah. everything. So he's very busy, he does everything, and also he has these problems with Hungarian language, all the letters he does not understand, mm -hmm. everything is of course, I don't know why, in Hungarian. So they know, everyone knows that he doesn't speak Hungarian, and all the letters are in Hungarian. How's his English? Excuse me? How, how, his English is good? Uh, good, better than mine, but really? not perfect, yeah. Yours is quite good. Uh, no, I make many mistakes. But he's better, he's better, but... Not perfect. It's important because, you know, of the university, he has to learn these, I don't know, special expressions, special mm -hmm. words. Mm -hmm. It's business law. I yeah, know complicated. Nothing. Even if in my own language, I don't understand law. <laughs> so I'm reading these texts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what is the point, please? <laughs> in, in one sentence or something. So... Yeah, it's different. He was learning this stuff, law and everything, in Arabic, of course, in Syria. So, it's complicated. So, I'm wondering, do you think that uh, it would be possible for me to interview the both of you together sometime? Yeah, would he possible. Would he be open to that? Yeah, of course, of course. Because I think it's a very compelling, interesting story. And, it is. Uh, it yeah, is. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's unusual. Yeah. <laughs> also, and, this first meeting. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. <laughs> well, that would be fun to hear from both of you about how you met and yeah. what was your first impression. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, this morning, I, at the presentation I gave at the mm -hmm. high school in, in Vats, I included a little section on environmental refugees. And it's because I'm being asked to give a talk at another high school. They're, they're doing a mock United Nations mm -hmm. discussion. You know, the, the students will pretend that they're part of the different uh, parties in the United Nations, the different countries, and they're discuss, discussing the issues of environmental refugees. And so I was in my presentation today talking about different examples of environmental environmental refugees of people who like in the United States after a hurricane yes. have to move somewhere uh, after Hurricane Katrina you know had yeah. people moved all over the country after the Dust Bowl in the United States in the 1930s when there was a big drought and people were basically there were these huge storm clouds of dust that uh, nobody could grow any food and there were no jobs yeah. and so people moved, a lot of people moved to California. So th those are examples of environmental refugees. And then, of course, today, there's some suggestions that even part of the complication of the Middle East is because they've had severe drought. Yes. They've had a lot of famine. 
you know, I think two, in two, 2007, the story I've heard is that uh, the head of the Ministry of Agriculture in Syria asked for help from the United Nations because they're having this drought and they weren't be, they, they couldn't grow wheat, they couldn't have bread, people were upset, and then they took that up, you know, that, that anger towards the government and then everything kind of snowballed. Yes, uh, yeah, actually it started in 2011 to be very complicated, the situation yeah. I'm in. So yes, it started sooner, but the problem has evolved mm. in 2011. Yeah. You yeah. know that, I think. Yeah, well, the, the Arab Spring yeah, Arab started Spring. started to take root in Syria, yes. and then Assad really pushed back yeah. hard. Yes. Yeah. Because exactly. he didn't want to become like Mubarak or Gaddafi mm -hmm. or whatever. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it's a... So anyhow, I, I, that's something I'm in, interested in is how climate change and related environmental topics are factors in these political conflicts. Uh, that, that obviously, they all, there's a huge uh, religious conflict going on in yes. the middle of all that, and yes. the politics of Russia and the United States and... And now Turkey. <laughs> yeah, and Turkey, so it's uh, it's a real mess. Now it is. But, uh, you know, as we see climate change increasing, we may have more of these type of conflicts unless we yeah. really be thinking about... Uh, I think it's just a start. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard that... Uh, a lot of people say Hungarians are very pessimistic, and yet a lot of the non, a lot of the young people I talk to don't seem to be that way. And, and you think so? You don't seem pessimistic. Yeah, in everyday life, we are <laughs> really because yeah. okay, we are talking about uh, bigger stuff, general stuff. I don't know, but in everyday life, when you have some problem, you always see the worst thing in it. Mm -hmm. Not. Like, you know, some people say that, okay, if you have a problem, look at the bright side, something, what, what can be good in it or something. No, we are not like this. Hungarian people love to complain, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm different. <laughs> so I know myself, I'm trying to fight against this, but I know when I have a problem, I start to complain, oh, it's not good, it's bad, and everything. And when I talk with my friend, my best friend, she is the same. And sometimes we are laughing at ourselves. Oh my God, we started to complain again. Like, oh my, like grannies, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> Nothing is good enough for us. Yeah. So it's true, we are kind of pessimistic. Well, my wife is French, and the French are renowned for complaining also. Uh -huh. Really? Uh, Americans are known for being very upbeat to, to the point of being deluded. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, everything's great, uh, yeah. <laughs> except for those terrible other people, the terrorists or the <laughs> Republicans or the Democrats or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but they, Americans have uh, maybe gone to the other extreme of being optimistic to the, to the point of being naive or deluded. Uh, you know, even like when we went into Iraq and Afghanistan, some of the people thought, oh, this will be easy. Uh -huh. uh, you know, we'll just go in there and clean things up and... Yeah, because it's not their job. Yeah. I think it's like, oh, they can solve it. It's not like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyhow, I think, uh, why don't we wrap it up for today in terms of uh, our conversation and 
do you, do you have time to walk with me over to the metro or? Of course, of course. Yeah, okay. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, so you're heading to this? Yeah, I okay. think so. But um, maybe you can talk to your boyfriend about uh, the possibility of, of, course, I will of ask getting you. together and we can figure out, I, th I think to do it right we would need to uh, find a place that's really quiet and I don't know the solution to that, but uh, we'll, we'll think about where we could go to uh, have almost like a recording booth mm -hmm. so we can you know, capture good sound. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, actually he's a bit shy, so I'll ask him. Yeah, uh, and I'd be happy to meet with him also. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, because he never lets anyone take photographs, for example, so video is not, yeah, okay. not an option. Yeah. I don't know if... He's brave enough to do this or not? If he is, yeah, I will ask him definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, if if it's just his voice and he doesn't have to use his real name. Yeah, it's it's not so important name. Yeah. yeah. But he's. Just he did not change his name or anything. Okay. And some people ask, did he has to change the name? No, yeah. no, he did not. Because his uh, situation is a bit different. Mm -hmm. Now I can't uh, because I made a promise. It's nothing yeah. super super important. Right. Right. But I can't tell. That's but fine. I don't know. What is the different different yeah. uh, problem? So that's why he could come here by plane. Mm -hmm. And but he, he's shy. Is he not? <laughs> okay, so it's not that he's afraid. Uh, no, not afraid. If, if somebody sees his picture, he'll be in trouble. No, or, because he's not in trouble, not even in Syria. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But. Uh, he had to made a promise. Had to make a promise to not. And this is the question. Yeah, no, which I don't. Organization. I don't. It's not important. Yeah. Uh, but when the Hungarian people and organization, I don't know, European Union, some kind of organization, uh, greeted him in Hungary in the airport. They they told him that every discussions should stay between them. So, what they say. I mean, what he explained about okay. about the past. So the point is that he's not in trouble, nothing right. a problem, and also he has all the papers. Yeah. So everything is legal. He's right. So does that limit what he can say, like in an in an interview? So he can, he can't really talk about what it was like back, back in Syria. In Syria, about general stuff, he can talk, okay. of course. Because you know there is this huge problem between the regime and between this free army, free Syrian free yeah. army and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not personally. I'm not that interested. Because it's complicated. It's complicated and and not the most important part. Yeah, I think, for I'm, us, I'm, for you. I, yeah, I'm more interested in. How you well? How you met and oh, it's nothing. It's well, it's still it's a it's a, it's a story. You know? Yeah, it's a story, of course. And, uh, so he can talk about this part, of course, yeah. not about in Syrian stuff. And, you know, if you'd like to just informally meet to see if he feels comfortable. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. it's not a problem. It's still okay. another problem. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit shy, of course, you know. And the pro problem, it's a problem. The point is that he listens to people. But he's a bit afraid to talk, of course. But after a while, he talks, of course. It's different, still different. He's not here even for a year. <laughs> but a very kind guy, really. Good. I, I had no idea when I met him that he's going to be this kind. Because he doesn't talk a lot in this sense, and he do what he has to do. And uh, that's it. So I don't, I don't want to ask too many mm. personal questions, but but maybe the best, the best thing to do 
you know what kind of questions we want to ask, yeah. send it by email. So okay, okay, yeah. It helps him. I think. Yeah, but I mean, could you see yourself being with him? Of course. Yeah. Okay. That's that's very. Yeah, he's different, really. Yeah, yeah. The most respectful person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. So, I guess that, that makes me wonder about Hungarian men and uh, whether there's... I don't know. We're new to Hungary. We've mostly met young Hungarian women. I don't know why that is, but like our neighbors, they have four girls. They're all mm -hmm. super bright and helpful and nice and... Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I haven't had a chance to meet too many Hungarian men, but you know I have an impression that is really not based on anything other than a few people I've run into yeah. that some Hungarian men are kind of arrogant and uh, arrogant, and they don't care about anything. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah, that that sort of confirms what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. And yes. Why so is they that? Live their life, yeah. They yeah. don't have serious. I don't know. Imaginations. I mean. And why are the women different? I have no idea. But really. do, do you think? Do you think they are? They are different. Not yeah. all the women, of course. Right. There are strange women, yeah. girls also. But even in school, if you check it, the grades of the girls are always better than boys. I yeah. don't understand why. Because I think they are as as smart as the girls. There's yeah. no difference, but the ambitions. Don't ask why. Yeah. Yeah. Men, I just, I don't know, they just go try live. But they are not so hardworking here, Hungarian. Turkish yeah. are even worse, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Turkish men are just sitting in tea house yeah. and joking and talking yeah. and trying. I don't know, even if they want to uh, meet a girl or just to. I don't know, maybe build up some relationships. They go for the easiest way, the shortest way. But they don't really care. I don't know, it's strange. I don't know why. And Hungarian men, kind of the same. I mean, of course, it's generalizing. I don't want to do right. that. Of course. But yeah. my experience is something similar. <laughs> but <laughs> this guy is very different. So I, that's why I was impressed. Because he was approaching very, very slowly. In a very respectful way. He didn't want, of course, anything, just, just to talk, to meet, to be friends. So it evolved after that. But yeah, he did not try. Like, you know. Not, not like Hungary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We were very, very good friends at the beginning. Of course, we still are. Yeah. So it's well, like it's friendship. Even and better. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> much better, of course. Because we already knew a lot of things about each other by the time we started to build a relationship. Yeah. Super. And that's it for this edition of Pest Pods. I'm Mark McCaffrey. Join us again in the future for t more tales of Danubia and beyond. And hang in there because we will be improving our audio. This has been recorded on an iPhone in a noisy cafe and edited at home with GarageBand. We're putting it up on SoundCloud and this is all part of a grand experiment. So we appreciate your being guinea pigs as we explore the big bad world of podcasts. Thanks very much, 
Ciao for now.